Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Cell. Welcome back to the Versus Team, Team Apex podcast, along with my co-host. Hey, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Chef Vern. We're here and happy to bring you another podcast. Definitely. So yesterday we got the last uh, Cosmic Avengers arc. So they actually released uh, 55 cards. And they gave us all 55 cards in the previews, which was pretty interesting. So nothing's left to be spoiled. If somebody wants to make proxies, they can do so and start testing out. Uh, Moving forward in this story arc, the first card they showed us is Captain Marvel, a mantle character. And the mantle character, Captain Marvel, is an Avengers affiliation, uh, six drop, flight range, five, five, with two health. And it, it says alien physiology. Captain Marvel can't have minus one, minus one counters and cosmic awareness. Once on each of your turns, but not during combat, you may ask an enemy player a yes or no question about their hand. They must answer truthfully. So what's your uh, thoughts on this card, Burn? Uh, I got a few things. First of all, I'm happy to see Marvel represented in this game. It's cool to, you know, to have the first Captain Marvel uh, join the, the realm of versus 2.0. I thought that was cool. Um, I like the card for certain decks. Um, yeah. if, you're, if you're running a, if you're running like a swarm type deck, like an Avenger swarm <clears throat> type deck, and you just want to have some type of care, like a character that can help you make safer attacks. You know, for, for example, you might want to ask, look for a specific card. Like, does your deck have a shock? in it or does your deck have uh stand together you know it, it can just help you give utility as far as making safer moves uh, mm-hmm. while you're executing whatever your plan is uh, also flight and range is always helpful uh as well as uh his that alien physiology keyword is beneficial uh, I think because if you're running like a counter type deck, yeah, it can get out of hand in a hurry if you can get him big fast enough. And then also, if you're running a discard deck, he basically makes your discard effects. For example, if you're using Ronin and you're looking for a specific card, you can just ask them if they have it, and they have to tell you the truth. Right. So right. if you guess right or if you're playing against a certain type of deck and you know that they're going for a certain type of card, uh, he comes in handy, especially if you don't want to see characters like the Dark Phoenix supporting character or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's um, kicking in some discard effects, but he's he's facilitating them. He's assisting them, rather. That's what he's really doing. Um, I think I, I personally don't care for the cosmic awareness but I do care like the alien physiology. Um, the first thing I thought of was he can't have minus one, minus one counters, but here's the catch. Can he still lose plus one, plus one counters? You know what I mean? Like, can he lose those plus ones all the way back down to five? I'm not sure about that. I'm going to ask that in the group, but also one of the things I did like is <clears throat> since um, he can't gain counters. You can actually give him equipment like power loader and, and boost up his, his attack that way. So now if he has a power loader, 
he's going to be what 10 10 yep if he's 10 10 and he without counters he still can't get negative counters exactly you know what i mean i also like the fact um if you play him in a star lord deck and you play peggy carter his cost now goes down to four you can play peggy carter flip the yellow you know and if she stays out he can actually go down to four. That to me would make him way more useful. And they got plenty of plot twists that could actually stall people out. Think again, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, you know, stuff like that. Just usual shock find cover stuff. And that'll allow him to be able to come out early. It'll allow plenty of people to be able to come out early. But like I said, being able to take uh, advantage of his alien physiology and cosmic awareness would definitely be better if he came out a little bit early. Now, one of the things they did say in the the blog post, they said um, his cosmic awareness allows you to ask an opponent one concrete question about their hand. Concrete means it must have an objective answer. You can't ask, do you have a good hand? So they gave some examples of questions you can ask. Do you have any plot twists in your hand? Do you have any fin fang fooms in your hand? Do you have a seven cost card in your hand? You know, so I thought that was pretty good that, um, that they they showed you, hey, you got to be able to ask a yes or no question. I want to see how people are going to be able to really utilize him because he's understated, even though he has flight and range, which is always good, and two health, which, of course, is always good. He's definitely understated for a six-cost card. You know, No question. <clears throat> continuing on the alien physiology note, they gave us Captain Marvel. Now, this I didn't see coming. They actually gave us a brand new Captain Marvel, new level up conditions all the way to level three. So to get to Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers. Now she's Captain Marvel. He's Captain Marvel mantle. I mean, granted they're both mantle now that uh, both of them are out at the same time. So right. she's also AKA Miss Marvel, but not AKA mantle Miss Marvel from the champions team. So you can take her old four drop Avengers card and power her up with this Captain Marvel. So her level one, she's an Avenger, of course, level one, flight range, three, three, six health, alien ph- physiology. She can't get negative counters, military background, main for main phase for green Captain Marvel strikes an enemy supporting character. That is a ridiculous power to just be able to flip a green in the main and strike a supporting character. Now, five senses, her level of condition, she needs five, obviously. Um, When a character on your side strikes on your turn, Captain Marvel gains an XP. That is going to be a piece of cake for her. Just like what is what is her what are her stats again? She's three, three flight range, six. Okay, that five senses is going to be a piece of cake because she's already flipping the greens to strike an enemy supporting character. And I like what it says. It says when a character on your side strikes on your turn, you don't have to stun them. They just have to be able to strike. So if the combat doesn't get canceled, and even if they get stunned, they'll still strike. You know, so I definitely like that. Um, So you're not, you're not missing out. There's less opportunity for you to just whiff. I prefer if I attack, I get XP, kind of like Thor does and kind of like Dragon did back in the day. Um, but it, still, being able to strike is definitely um, in your favor. 
So I'll tell you what, let me go through um, all three levels and then we can talk more about it. So then level two, she still has alien physiology. She still has flight range, but now her stats are five, five, still has six health. And instead of having military background, she has security background and it's a reaction red ability. It says when an enemy supporting character appears, Captain Marvel strikes it. That is pretty interesting because if she's striking when they appear and she has five, five, that's actually a little bit more valuable than Craven's ability, spring the trap. Because spring the trap is only going to work for so long. You know, you're going to start putting characters out that are not going to be as easily phased by spring the trap just because they still have their abilities or because they're so big now, Craven's ability isn't as useful. But her being able to strike once an enemy appears can also be based on how strong she is. So mm-hmm. imagine imagine being able to power her up, you know. But anyway, <clears throat> we'll come back to it. So six cents, because she had five five senses. Now she has six cents. Level up six XP. When a character on your side strikes an enemy t- on an enemy turn, Captain Marvel gains an XP. So, of course, that goes right in hand with her reaction ability. And she needs to do that. And she still has uh, six health. Now, her level three, she's still, a.k.a. Miss Marvel, still alien physiology, still has flight range. She's now, instead of 5'5", five, five at the level two, she's 7'7", seven, seven, and she has seven health. And her keyword is seventh sense. When Captain Marvel enters combat, she may strike an enemy supporting character not in combat. This is ridiculous. This is a ridiculous card. This 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 is this is this is a ridiculous card. I I, <laughs> I, I yeah. It, the way that they built the card is very interesting too. Um, level one is green. Level two is red. Okay, that's fine. Level three just has a keyword. Which means usually, like say for example, Professor X, the new Professor X that came in the New Mutant set, they did him the same way. They gave you a superpower on his level one, then they gave you another superpower on his level two, but then they gave you another superpower that was a different color on his level three. That I didn't like. That made it complicate to how you were going to build the deck. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. But now, with them having her third uh her level three be a keyword instead of a superpower and it says when captain marvel enters combat okay well how many times per turn can she enter combat then a lot yeah exactly (laughs) exactly depending on how you build the deck exactly so i'm like okay this is this is nuts because if you got her striking an enemy supporting character on her level one with the main ability in a green you might have some leftover greens for Chuck, you know, for Charlie 27. Then you might have some leftover reds for a reaction ability for um, like um, Hawkeye, Cable, you know, you might have some leftovers for Omega Red, you know, things like that. So now with her having a keyword, you're free. You don't even have to worry about your locations anymore. And she's 7-7 seven, seven with 7 health. Uh, she doesn't have to worry about Comet Fall. 
She doesn't have to worry about um, foom or wasp or any of those stings and all that annoying nonsense that I can't stand. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm going to give you this one negative counter that's going to bring you down just enough so that you can get shocked. And I hate that mess. So this stuff doesn't matter now. You know, I've hated uh, on little. No, they 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 deserve all the hate. Wasp Wasp deserves the hate, and Black Widow being part of that Widow Peg combo, she deserves all the hate. Okay, now I hate it. Just, right. <laughs> exactly. You bringing me that up? Right. Exactly. Just made me think of just maybe hashtag stay woke, Fern. Stay woke, Fern. So just made me think of Yanish. Exactly. I took three L's to that Widow Peg combo during midwinter. I'm a, oh. I'm gonna stay hating. I'm gonna stay hating. So, but she can't have negatives. And that goes back to what I was saying before. Imagine her level three with a power loader. She's 12, 12, and you can't, you're going to have to get that, that power loader off of her. And every time you bring somebody into combat, because this is a keyword ability now, or every time she goes into combat, she can strike somebody not in combat. Okay. So why don't I swing at your weenies and then have her strike somebody that's not a threat to her and they can't strike back. So you effectively hitting, you getting a two for one deal. The faster you level her up, the faster she can wipe out the field. She's a problem, man. Um, <laughs> that's and, not to mention that she basically is another screw you Thor card. They're adding yeah. more and more of those. Cause that quote means nothing to her. Right. Right. So alien, alien physiology you can't even lightning bolt her, so it doesn't matter. You know, and you can go in for the swing, she can savage surprise. Then she can buck shots from the back row because she got range. Thor doesn't, you know. So um yeah, this is this is a trip, man. I, I can't I see like legit zero downsides to this. Now she does have weaknesses, of course, depending on what your opponent is playing, because it says when a character on your side strikes on an enemy's turn, she gets XP for the level two. So anybody who's playing something like Warrant Officer Ripley, Ghost, where they're just hiding, you right. might be in, might be in trouble because now she's a little understated for a level two card. You know. See, here's the thing about it because I, I thought about that. Like, for, for, first of all, to me, her first level is not that difficult, right? Because she's only three three, so there not every MC is going to be able to suicide into her to stop her from being able to attack. She can legitimately legitimately get to level two one turn two. Yeah, same way like Hawkeye can. And her level three, it's a little bit more difficult. For example, if, you're, if your uh, opponent just doesn't play characters, well, then it's hard, it's hard to strike them on, you know, on their turn if they decide not to attack. Right. But okay, right. how long can you do that and expect to live? Because she's steady putting out characters. And if you play her right, she's get bigger and bigger, and at the and then it just gets difficult to take her down because you can't bring her down with negative counters. And then, then to compensate, want to, <laughs> right, right, yeah. And then to compensate, she still has the red. So even if she levels on turn two, turn three, that same turn that she levels up, your their, your opponent's next turn, she can always start flipping the reds just to get a strike. 
So she's going to get XP as long as you bring in characters. Exactly. You know, so, and she really only needs one counter in order to be able to strike and stun whoever you bring in. You know? Pretty much. So, because um, a lot of people are going to have roughly six defense on average. Yeah, you got people that have seven defense and up, but uh, like Spider-Gwen or something like that, but the average character has six defense. And they're going to have six defense all the way until what? Jungle Hunter? You know what I mean? So she um, can get... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she can get six powered or less. Yeah, she can get powered up very, very easily just by having calls in the deck and Miss Marvel's in the deck, put some counters on her. Um, and she's even her level two is just going to be a problem. You know? So, um, yeah, I, I, I expect we're going to at least see some, some games online, even if, you know, depending on what comes out in the next sets, we may not see her at tournaments, but I think she's definitely going to be fun to play. Definitely going to be fun to play. So now moving on to the Eternals, let's get to these Eternals because you, you know more about these guys than I do. I know them by name. But our sixth drop Eternal is Cersei. The Eternal keyword says, if X character would leave play, you may put them into their owner's hand instead. So Cersei's Eternal keyword says, if Cersei would leave play, you may put her into her owner's hand instead. Sprite's trick is her other keyword. It says at the start of each main phase, if another Eternal is on a side, Cersei loses and can't gain Eternal. So her stats are she's a six, oh. six drop with range, 12 attack, three defense, one health. So you, you had a thought there, Vern? Uh, well, that means that you can't play two Eternals. If you have her, if you can't play another Eternal, if she's out there, right? That is what it is. So means. if you if you play her and then you play uh, the next seven drop, and she gets stunned, she loses Eternal, so she goes to the KO battle. Right, right. But I think definitely, just as a twelve with range, she's definitely going to see some play. She's she's ridiculous, man. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think given her range balances out the fact that she might lose Eternal. Man, I wouldn't even care. She right, <laughs> it's right. So ranged attack or twelve attack, right? Exactly. That's, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, it reminds me that's of uh, what's his name, Onus. He's got ten yeah, attack, one health. You don't care if he gets KO'd. Dude is swinging for ten attack. You yep. know who's who's stopping him? And now she's actually got a chance to to not get struck back if she has range. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Uh, that definitely is crazy. And you got a lot of good flyers that can protect her. Because, I mean, you could just play Miss, Miss America on five, play her on six. And Miss America's just absorbing wounds while you're building a field and now swinging for 12. Exactly. You know, so, um, I mean, she's just a beat stick. It's nothing, no no big deal. But it's it's a really good card. It's a, it's a solid combat uh, card. Now, Very simple. Right. It does yeah. what it does. Yeah, yeah, just simple to the point. She reminds me of um remember OG versus they had that Ben Grimm. He was a six drop, he was twelve twelve, he had no card text on him. That was just stupid. Right, right. But he did <laughs> what he did. He was just a beat stick, you know. 
He's like, okay, he's 12-12. You know what Ben Grimm about is clobbering time and, and going about your business. But he had, like, no keywords, you know. And she got a couple of keywords, and they do a couple of things. And, and that's, that's really what it is. You're going to put her in the back. You're going to swing for 12 and pick people off. And here's the thing, too, that I just thought about. How many people got dodge after turn six? Um, I don't think anybody does. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So unless Sinister is giving somebody dodge, she's going to be attacking on curve or up the curve for a while. You know, so straight uh, up. She can start fooling with just a, a Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. You know, so um, the fact that a lot of characters don't have dodge later in the game may mean Sinister stock goes up a little because you and Kavini played them at Origins. You know, so Sinister's... was that? <laughs> Playing against Kavini made me put Sinister in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. You, had, you didn't have him yet. I owed. He's really good. Right, right. So uh, she's just going to be in the back row swinging for 12 out the gate. You know, so that's definitely going to be uh, be uh, <laughs> be be interesting. And if she gets lightning strike by Thor, she just bounces back to your hand. So that always works. You can just bring him back out. You know, how about we just stop bringing Thor up? Now that I think about it, let's stop talking. Thor, let's move on, man. We <laughs> we we bring Thor up for every little situation. Is he even? I mean, Thor is Thor, but can we just? He's the uh, gatekeeper. But you know what? Funny enough, <laughs> we won't even see him for the rest of the year, right? We, because the new two, <laughs> the two formats that's out that's coming out, plus the one that's already out, you won't see. Um, no, you'll see Thor. Yeah, we'll see Thor at C two E two. But the next two formats, we know we won't see him for six months. Yeah, that's movie Thor. That's I can't even fly Thor. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Come so, on in, Thor. We cool with you. But Thor, we not cool with you. But we cool with Thor, but not Thor. <laughs> right. So the seven drop Hyperion is Avengers, flight range, 10-10, one health, also an eternal. If you leave play, you can put him into your owner's hand instead. I don't like this ability. Reliance on solar energy. When Hyperion enters combat, an enemy main character on that side may pay a blue. If they do, Hyperion loses and can't gain Eternal. That stinks. That stinks. I understand it's a little more balanced. (laughs) I understand it's a little more balanced on the character because 10-10 on 7 is pretty strong, especially with flight and range. Because if you got Cersei out and she's been blocked, then Hyperion has flight and range. The two of them team attacking... Is for 17 is just going to start wiping boards out if you even need to team attack for 17, you know. So, um, but him losing eternal for the cost of a blue is a huge deal because he permanently loses it. This doesn't say Hyperion loses and can't gain eternal per turn, it says he loses it and can't gain it. Now, if you wind up. Range, <laughs> right, right, right. Some weakness, man. Right, no, I get that. I get that he gotta have some weakness, but it's like you can also now the upside to that is if he loses that blue 
So we got to think, you know, strategically if you're facing him versus if you have him. If he loses that blue and then somebody can't get rid of him, they play a couple of shocks or whatever, and he's still on that side of the field, you could play Cersei now. Because he doesn't have Eternal anymore, and he's not going to get it anymore, and that doesn't interfere with her having Eternal. That is true. You know what I mean? So a lot of times people are like, okay, where's my Foom at on turn eight? After you play Hyperion, you can play Foom, you can play Thanos, whatever. Now it's a different story. Because if he loses Eternal, you may have other tricks up your sleeve as far as, oh, I'm going to play this Primeval and I'm going to play Cersei on turn eight so I can have his lethal. I'm going to play Hyvo with this lethal and Cersei. You know, you got different combos, different moves you can make instead of just playing another eight drop because Cersei will now have Eternal if someone gets rid of Eternal on him. You know, so I thought, I definitely thought that was interesting. I got a trick. Just What's do that? like they do it. Just do it like they do in the comics with the Eternals. Just run. Just leave them alone. Hit the MC, because they just—they are just as devastating in the game as they are in the comics. They, yeah, because they, they, they all huge. Everybody, they are. They hit hard. Even if you find a way to take them down, they're probably going back to the hand. They're coming right back out. Right. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, and the blue that late in the game either might not show up or may be too valuable for you to use it just for him to go to the KO pile. You know, so yeah, so we we definitely going to see this dude. He going to be showing up for the children of the Atom. These these Eternals, they showing up for children of the Atom. They going to be showing up for the Singularity event. You know, so they they coming right on time. Especially this 8 drop. I knew they was going to give Avengers an 8 drop. Because they need all the late game help they can get. So, eight drop. Gil, what's that? Said they certainly got it. Oh, they, they got the help they needed on this one. Gilgamesh. Avenger eight drop with flight. Gilgamesh has eternal. If he leaves play, you put him in his your owner's hand instead. He's 16, 16, one health. Keep in mind, he also has flight. The forgotten one. At the end of your turn, if you didn't say Gilgamesh this turn... He loses and can't gain eternal. So everybody got this lose and can't gain eternal theme. And all of them are eternal. But Gilgamesh definitely, yeah, he's rounding these eternals are rounding out the curve for the singularity event. So they thought this through about the format and how to still balance out the format. So you're still going to be able to have plenty of eight drops. You're not just stuck to Foom and Thanos. We now got Gilgamesh. Good counter for all of the other eight drops so far. And technically, he's a good counter for Dark Phoenix, too. He's 16 and 16. He's just too big for any of them to handle solo. Uh, and he has flight. So it will be difficult for any of them to do whatever it is they're normally planning on doing when they come in. That's true. That is definitely true. And I I think um, he actually kind of works with Dark Phoenix because if somebody plays Dark Phoenix and calls out keywords, he wants you to call out keywords because now you don't have to constantly say Gilgamesh. Yeah, you want to bounce him back to your hand, but it's not, it's not going to matter because chances are Dark Phoenix is going to take it in the nose anyway. She's just going to get this, this strong right to the face. So, um, 
and he's still protecting people. If you're playing Gil, if you play Gilgamesh, and then behind that you play Dark Phoenix, you, I mean, <laughs> that too, that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm thinking about like on your opponent's turn, if they call keywords, you don't care because you're going to play Gilgamesh. You you know what I'm saying? Gil, Gilgamesh is going to be able to take out all the eight drops on his own. You know, and the nine drops. Right, right. The only person that's left to bring out at this point. Is uh twelve drop Spidey, right? <clears throat> so um, it'll be interesting. I think these cards, man, it's going to be real interesting to see what's going to happen um, at the Singularity event because when Singularity kicks in, people are going to be able to bring out some seriously different decks just because. Hey, if you don't play this correctly, you'll never see this card again. You know, yeah, you you got Thor, but you only got one thing again. You know, you got um, you go with Thor again. Man. Well, Thor's the first <laughs> one to come up. You know, you could go with Dark Phoenix, but you only got one dramatic entrance. You know, yep. you know what I mean. You know, like we said last time. So um, them bringing in some serious beat sticks for right before the Singularity event. I don't think it's a coincidence. I definitely don't think it's a coincidence. You know, so... Um, what's that? So we got more coming. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I expect the next two sets to be awesome, man. I just do. I really want to see what they're going to do with supervillains. I, I, that's that's really what I'm waiting for. I know it's, it's still several months away, a few months away. But I really want to see what they're going to do with supervillains. Um, I think the best thing about these previews to me is just alien physiology. I like Captain Marvel. I like the way I like how thematic she is. Um, you know, her level three being seven attack, seven defense with seven health and seventh sense being her keyword, you know, so um like I say, aka Miss Marvel being able to power her up, all that type of stuff. I really don't think she's gonna have a hard time getting level getting to level three. Yes, yeah, stall decks might have a hard time, might give you a hard time, but depending on how you build Captain Marvel, she's gonna be able to take them down anyway. You know, I can see stalling very well. <laughs> right. Better, right, right. You're gonna be doing some major stalling. <laughs> yeah, because if you're if you're playing Warren Officer Ripley thinking that that Captain Marvel is gonna be a problem. A lot of people, since they're not using their greens anymore, once she goes to level two, they're probably going to have Prowler and uh, Thanos in the deck. You know? And depending on how fast you level and how fast, you know, a character on your side strikes, you might go to level level two and never use your greens. So to make up for it, she may do something like uh, just be turning people face down, depending on what else she has in the deck. Um, even if she goes mono, you could play Avenge and stun an exhausted support character. You know, so um, there's there's just so many things that she can do because you're not going to spend all your greens, and you're not going to spend all your reds. The possibilities with her are endless. Yeah, she has. A, it's a lot. You can do a lot with her. You know, and just because this alien physiology is saying she can't get negatives, <clears throat> she instantly devalues 
comet fall. She instantly devalues you. You can't do a widow peg combo on her at all. I so didn't think about uh, that. Right. You can't do a widow peg combo on her. You can't do a widow peg combo on Captain Marvel. Uh, Marvel. Um, the six drop. So anybody with alien physiology can't get widow pegged. You know what I mean? So it, it starts devaluing certain cards because I think definitely people are going to be looking to see what they can do um, during that, um, not just Singularity, but uh, Children of the Atom event. And some of those, I don't, I don't know if, you know, other characters are going to come out that's going to have cosmic awareness, you know, because we might get some scroll or Cree or something else as a support character right you could get some support characters that'll have cosmic uh, cosmic awareness not cosmic awareness alien physiology that won't be a major well, just, character just thinking about what might come in guardians we could get a file of veil she might have cosmic awareness no i mean so. alien physiology for the not to not get the negatives oh well, there's a lot of people that can get that right that's what i'm saying so if this is a cosmic set that we might see alien physiology one or two more times per arc. I mean, not per arc, but per set. So the, the guardians might have a couple of characters and the villains might have a couple of characters, you know, that say you can't have negative counters. Okay. Well, some games are won, won and lost off negative counters, you know? So I think them putting somebody like uh, Captain Marvel in here, that, that kind of is, is, devaluing some cards and Captain Marvel is going to see some play, you know, um, de- depending on, I can, I could definitely see her in a tournament just because of what's going to be available, especially like I said, the singularity tournament, she's going to be figure out how you deal with her level three. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't figured it out in my mind. yet. How we're going to deal with her. Flight and range is rough, you know, Flight she can range. strike. She can strike anytime you enter combat with her, right? Anytime you attack her. Anytime she enters combat, so people can attack her, and she can strike somebody that's not in the combat, and you can attack, and she can strike somebody that's not in the combat. And that's a key word, dude. That's ridiculous. Right. So that's triggering every single time that happens. So um, I, this is one of those things where it's like, are you going to save up? all your X factors, you know, is rocket going to get played in the late game just so he can get you an X factor back. So you can attack more than once with her having range. That means, okay, somebody played phone. Okay, that's fine. So she can swing at phone. He won't get stunned, but she can strike somebody else on the field. It doesn't matter if they're hiding or not. I mean, granted, it's only supporting characters, but you're still able to strike a supporting character that's not in combat, just like Green Goblin does. But for cheaper. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal just because so many people are hiding uh, key, key characters. characters like Kobik and characters with Nullifier and yep. Darkhold and things like that in the back. You can take them out just like that. Right. Exactly. You know, so. And like I said, even if she doesn't get to level three, her level two is still dangerous just because she's got the reds to pull it off. Right. You know, so being able to power her up and keep the counters on her 
when somebody brings somebody out, you know, when your your opponent brings a support character out, if she could strike them, she they're 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 stunned now. I I think the stock for Ann Stay Down just went up. If a, if just a little, you know, <laughs> it keeps going up a little. <laughs> right, right. Actually start playing. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I'm like, okay, if I can I can strike you and you go face down. I mean, imagine. I mean, think about it. If she's level level two and you play Jungle Hunter, yeah, you get to go get your location. But if I have one counter on me, I get to strike you, and Jungle Hunter doesn't get to strike me. That's a twelve, you know, twelve attack dude. That's that's probably not going to get stunned back because I'm most likely with her. I'm in the back row. What's What's great about it is we didn't even discuss how she messes up your formation and your attack sequence. Because you have to now choose when you're going to attack her and how you're going to attack her. If you get to attack. Well, yeah. She, <laughs> she really puts you in a catch-22, even at level 2. Because you have to start thinking, okay, this reaction is still a superpower. She can only do it once. If I hit curve and she's big enough to constantly strike up the curve, like I said, she only needs one counter or two counters. If she's big enough to strike, and keep in mind, she also has Stark Tech. So she's going to have plenty of ways to get counters. And you have to recruit somebody at some point just to be able to get to her. Right. So you really have to think, okay, if, I, if I'm on my curve, am I going to bring out a regular four drop, bring out a regular five drop, or am I going to start dropping weenies and have you strike only one of them and have somebody else stay face up just so you can now build board presence? Because she's literally eliminating your board presence. So the bigger she gets, if you're not able to take her down, the bigger she gets, she's just going to start eliminating your board presence. Even in a mono deck. Even in a mono deck, she's going to be able to do that because she's going to be able to put counters on or she's going to be able to um, and she's going to be able to use because she has three ways in a mono deck to put, no, not in a non-mono deck, she'll have three ways when you use call, but at least she'll have two ways to put counters on in a mono deck. You'll still have access to Avenge in a mono deck. You'll have access to Stand Together, Think Again, Start Tech. So, it, Stand Together. You're going to need Stand Together when you're playing against her with a mono for sure. Well, hopefully if you have a mono deck, you already pack Stand Together as a as a gimme between Stand Together and Unwavering. You know, so. But here's the thing. Because it's really hard to use stand together on main characters because you don't have enough stand togethers. She's going to be able to use. Yeah. Yeah. You got to pick your battles. So. um, Like I said, I I think this, I think Captain Marvel is a, is a really good card. She's going to, she's going to flip the script on a lot of people, a lot of people. And um, I think this whole set, really shows hey uh power creep is real you know power creep is not nothing that you need to be playing with because um the power creep is so is getting to a point where it's like you can play five drops now and legit be a threat and not five drops but a five a five health characters and legit be a threat cuz i can easily see Black Panther being a threat. Five health means nothing. You know, uh, my man got bulletproof and leap, and he's getting stuff out the KO pile to use it again. Yeah, I think we're going to see him at a singularity event. 
you know. So um, it's hard to even stun him. You can't even you can't even go full range against that guy. Right, you don't have range. He's got eight defense. You got to pull a rabbit out of your hat. You got to have something up your sleeves. You just can't just go at him. And then if he plays solo and he swings, now he's seven nine. Then you fly over, you do some shenanigans, you stun solo. Guess what? I'm a commune with the ancestors. They're going to give me solo back. Exactly. And last turn, you didn't even stun Black Panther. And you can't use a ranged character to do it. You know, so. Along with uh, what you said about power creep, um, I, I think that we need to give the guys who are making these cars some credit. We are getting power creep. Oh, definitely. But we're getting we're getting it with restraint. Like you can you can tell that they're they're really thinking hard about how to bring versatility, utility, and a little bit of power creep into the game without making it so that something that's already established is just powerful now. Like right. I mean, they. they if you look at the what they brought in and to just this set alone, you know, we, we, we talked about some of the characters that they brought in, some of the early SCs that they brought in. Yeah. Uh, those SCs don't really make, for example, now we all know who the most powerful Avengers uh, MC is at the moment. It's Thor, right? Right. right. None of those SCs that they brought in really helped Thor. So they they even though they they brought in some utility to the to the game, none of those none of those uh, SCs are making Thor even more dangerous. Now they did add some late game to Thor if you want to include the Eternals into it, but Avengers needed some late game. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll help build up some other Avengers SC, MCs, or it'll definitely help go along with the MCs that they bring out in this set. So I I appreciate the way they are. You can tell that they're really considering what they put out here. Yeah, yeah. So I got to give props for that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Danny and Ben for uh, just really being on the ball because I, I personally have preferences to what I like and what I don't, but I can still sit back and say, hey, we've gotten some really solid sets. I I got my issues with the New Mutant set, but aside from that, <laughs> we've we've gotten some solid sets all the way down the line um i don't have the buffy set so if somebody wants to comment about what they like about the buffy set or not they can you know comment about that um uh on the the blog post or on the podcast post or something like that and let us know what they think and how it complements what's going on but um like i said for the the illustrated stuff it's just been on the money and to be able to design it still have some strength power creep still have some type of balance to it and have it be thematic. Right. To still have it be thematic and still have it be balanced, that's saying a lot because that cannot be easy to do. You know what I mean? That just uh-huh. that that seems like that would be that would be really really difficult. I mean, for Hawkeye to I think Hawkeye is a legit playable MC. Now I appreciate one of the things that Chad said. He said the vast majority of people who play the game, they play it casually. Okay, cool. So that means Hawkeye is still going to be a fun character to play casually. I haven't seen an MC that I don't want to play. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I mean, exactly I, I, I may sit back and say, <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking them to a tournament because this tournament is going to be standard and we got to deal with the Trinity or this tournament is going to be this and I don't want to play this. Okay, fine. That's different. But as far as, hey, you know what? These cards may be thematic, but they're going to be really fun to play. This this Cosmic Avengers arc, I think it's going to be a blast. I, I think this is going to be really, really fun to play. Hawkeye is definitely going to be fun to play. Black Panther is going to be fun to play. Wakanda, I'm still tripping on Wakanda. Search your deck. <laughs> Man, we've been looking for that phrase for three years. Search your deck. You know, that what team you looking Black for, though? I'm looking for active camo. <laughs> <laughs> Me and active camo ride or die. Man, give me that power loader, man. I need the power loader. So I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm getting excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we still haven't ordered our cards. We're gonna have to order these cards, man, because I don't want this to be running late. But any last thoughts on uh, the previews from yesterday? I think uh, what you said was profound about how these cards look fun. I think sometimes we get so focused on tournaments and winning prizes and money and, and you know, the new league play and all of that, that we forget that it's a tabletop game that you're supposed to be able to sit at home and just enjoy playing. Now, you know, we all want to win, but, you know, just like I was saying in other podcasts, you know, and just embrace, embrace the opportunity to just deck build and, and take new and unique cars and come up with new sequences and, and, and really just mold your own version of the meta by doing your own thing. You know, that that is what excites me more than anything, being able to get in there and just stir up the pot in the way that we want to, you know, do yeah. it on our own. That That is enjoyable to me. So I, I just hope other players can have that mindset uh, just not only just from, you know, getting the new sets that are coming out, but also with this singularity format. You know, th this is an opportunity to really create something unique and, you know, just do your own thing. And that's, that's awesome to me. I, I hope everybody can, can come into it with that positive view of it. Yeah, because um, with the singularity event being at a major tournament like Origins, I really hope we're going to see a variety of decks because if you can only have one ofs what's the best one ofs for you to have for the mc you want to bring and for the theme you're building your deck around so i think we should be seeing a lot a lot of variety yeah it's costing you money to show up yeah it's it's costing you you know you want to make sure that you win i you know we all get that you know but can we be as creative as possible while still trying to, you know, chew gum and kick butt at the same time is, <laughs> is you know what I mean? Is, is that possible? You know? So um, that's really what I'm excited about because I think that the singularity event is going to open up so many new challenges because there are certain things that people won't play just because there's no consistency. Well, now right. nobody's going to be consistent. Okay, well, if nobody's consistent, 
then everybody's on the same level. Yeah, everybody's not the same health. Everybody doesn't have the same power. But some of the issues that'll keep people like Star-Lord or uh, from coming into play or from you playing, um, let's say, like um, um, Thanos again. You, you know what I mean? Um, characters we haven't thought about for a long time. Uh, well, now maybe you'll play them. Maybe depending on what other cards are going to be available for the singularity format is going to change how we view uh, some of these characters. You know, we just had a conversation briefly in um, the OG versus group talking back and forth uh, with people <laughs> who, who weren't playing, who aren't playing the, the two player card game. One of the things we were saying was, hey, just because a character has five health does not put them out of contention. You know, not at uh, this point. No, nah, no, nah, especially for some of these events that are coming up, because, hey, if you, you got five health, you may just be waiting in the wings. And now we're going to have event after event after event where we don't have to worry about the big three. OK, well, what do you bring it to the table if you don't have to worry about the big three? You know, we, so, were, just, we were just having a match today that with a, with a five cost character that I was pretty impressed with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so. Yeah, that that was uh yeah that was that was pretty interesting. So, um yeah, they they might be just because of what they do, they might be contenders for the singularity event. You know, so it's it'll be real interesting to see how um how things shake down. But uh, meanwhile, we'll still be training, still be working in the kitchen, building stuff for uh, C2E2 because that that's roughly a month or so away. What about five weeks away now? So, um, you know, if uh, you're, you're coming, you know, reach out to us. Let us know you're, you're showing up. Maybe we get there early because the event, I think uh, Cascade says it starts at 11. But if we can get the main event. Yeah, but I always like getting there early, talking to people, you know, because um, by that point, we'll have Guardians of the Galaxy probably in hand. And we'll probably we'll definitely have Cosmic Avengers in hand. So it'll be interesting to see what people bring to the table, what they plan on playing, you know, um, um, just just, you know, bouncing some deck ideas, you know, all over the place, you know. Uh, and that's one of the things I like about being in this group, just like Dawson said last week, last podcast. Hey, we, we like exchanging ideas, you know, even with the event that was in Florida. One dude gave a shout out to Bert. I think isn't Bert in New York or New Jersey somewhere. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> it really shows that, hey, the community really wants people to win. You know, and that's why I don't mind sharing, you know, at least some of the strategies we might be coming up with. You know, it's like, you know, Star Lord and, and Peggy Carter making people cheaper, you know. So, like I said, um, you never know what combos <laughs> people are going to come up with and, and stuff like that. And, Hey, we we want people to have fun with this game because if everybody's having fun with the game, the game stays out. You know, the game stays active. Remember, they used to always ask us for data. <laughs> right, right. And now we now we dishing it out. Where's the data that says that this, that, and the other? But man, we we just gonna dish out these strategies and be done with it. You know, let's let's just all throw some strategies in the pot and then just talk about it in the group. You know, put it and, in the pot. So, you know, definitely shout out, shout out to Ryan Milholland. Uh, my man's putting in work because I think he's over there in Colorado. And, you know, he's talking about uh, different decks and staples that's going to go into C2E2. You know, uh, he already released some decks as far as uh, tier one decks with the 
with the big three. But now that we see that the um, standard isn't going to be coming around anytime soon, he switched up the style, you know, got back on the grind and, and brought out some, uh, some new ideas, staples that might be in the deck. Of course, it's dependent on consistency and what MCU playing, things like that. You know, so I appreciate the effort that he's putting into it. You know, even if he might not make C2E2, he's putting up stuff that's saying, hey, this is what I think is going to help people win. Right. And everybody having the mentality. And granted, yeah, you, you come to C2E2. Yeah, we're not showing you all our cards. We're we going to hold it close to the vest. But I appreciate Ryan being able to say something because if people have a feeling that they can win, that's going to increase the chances that they're going to come. And really, well, this is, that's what we want. We want people to be this able to show is definitely up. A tournament. This is definitely a tournament that you have a chance to win. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a smaller card pool. And um, odds are, in this scenario, and this won't be showing up for a long time, but in this scenario, there to me, there's very few, um, how could I put it? There, there isn't a lot of play testing that you're going to have to do. You know, uh, I was talking to Ralph Edwards and I said, hey, Ralph, what do you think is going to make a deck, you know, tier one or not? And one of the things he did, he said was, you know, your ease of leveling up, how you're going to get access to um, your win condition, things like that. So certain MCs don't have those options. They don't have the options of getting access, to, uh, easy access to a win condition, you know. It's it's just going to be a pain. So you say, okay, I'm going to put those characters to the to the side, and then certain characters like Iron Man are always going to get big, because if you get day eleven back to back to back, he's going to always get big just from day eleven, and it's going to get to a point around your third or fourth day eleven, he's going to be troublesome, and he's probably going to be leveled up. Uh, same thing with Thor. Thor is a uh, uh, Odin. Uh, Thor is immune to Odin, you, you know, so certain characters you're going to be able to see, hey, this is definitely going to be close to a character I'm going to be playing. Let me look over here. Look at this. People might be playing Ronin because vampire might be a thing and they're going to have all this vitality. They're going to get flipped down and then Ronin's going to KO, them, you know, make them take a bath. And that's <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, so I think uh, Ryan having some staples out there, give people ideas on what they can play. But it also says, hey, what do I want to play out the box? Maybe I don't want to play Winter Soldier on turn four. Maybe I want to play Ronin on four because I got these greens from Killian and I can get rid of some folks, you know. So because um, my three, four, fives really got shaped by us playtesting. And then Ryan came out with the same data we had about who might get played on three, four and five. I was like, oh, OK, then we on the same page because isn't that how you do science? OK, I'm going to sit over here. I'm going to experiment. I'm going to write a thesis and draw my conclusion. I'm going to present it to my community. And then they're going to replicate that and verify those results. So that's what we did with the versus community. That's how we play test. We play tested. There's six plus of us play testing for C2E2. We came up with, okay, these MCs are good. These MCs are not for this event. And then Ryan came up with the same results. Okay, cool. So we all on the same page. We're at least at least traveling on the in a, on a similar road. We might be there on different speeds, but we we are at least are on the same road, you know. So I appreciate the community being able to chip in and say, "Hey, this is what we do." Um, any last thoughts? No, I think we pretty much covered everything. 
Not sure if we have another spoiler next week, but we'll definitely have another podcast ready for uh, next week. You know, I, I, I really, I'm really going to go into withdrawals if we don't have spoilers at this point. I don't, I don't think we can spoil this next week, and I'm already sad. Yeah, I'm already sad. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign out. If you need to reach out to us, reach out to us at TeamApexForTheWin at gmail.com. That's TeamApexForTheWin at gmail.com. Like a tribe called Quest, just say the whole thing. Uh, so this is uh, your boy, Cell, with my co-host. Yeah, this is Vern. That'll, that'll wrap it up for this week's podcast, and we'll probably see you guys uh, uh, in the group. Talk to you later.